Matt Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Thanks for being here. Great to have you with us. 888-900-3393. And at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, yeah, we did forget yesterday to mention the fact that Moron Trivia was wrong again. Uh, that's I think that's a three-week losing streak, right? Well, I, I, we started out 2-0, and and now we're 2-3 and on the year. There's a theory... Um, Making mm. its way through the Pat Heads on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, someone came up with the thought that um, you may have jinxed it uh, uh, when, when you had to go out there and uh, host for Glenn mm-hmm. and uh, left Jeffy and I to mine the store. Right. And we did that uh, faux overtime. Yeah. And so uh, that, that kind of just threw off the... Uh, Perhaps. Mm. So anyway, I, I will I say we, we've had some injuries. Uh-huh. Uh, we're a little banged up right now. Yeah. Um, we, need to, we need to clean a, th- a few things up. Uh, but look, we're laser focused on the game at hand this week, which is Tennessee Titans and the Denver Broncos. Okay, <laughs> thought we'd do a fun one this that's week. What <laughs> that's what we're laser focused on. Uh, so I say two wins, two losses, and a tie. We're still five hundred in my book. All right, we'll I see. mean, but officially we're two and three. Okay, <laughs> you can think we're five and zero oh if you want. I don't, I don't. <laughs> we are undefeated. We're just not. I mm-hmm. wish we were. I think we were this time last year. Weren't we 5-0 and by this time last year? I think so. I don't know how we started, but yeah, it was... Uh, it was a good year. Boy, that was a good year. Uh, <laughs> let's see. We got this tweet from Land of the Fleek. Uh, this assignment... Oh, okay. Yesterday, Land of the Fleek sent us that assignment that they had in Maryland mm-hmm. where they asked all kinds of intrusive, ridiculous questions about the kids' homes, the square footage... Uh, how many solar panels they have? What do you spend in your utility bills every month? Uh, I mean, just what a million questions. What kind of light bulbs does your family use? Absolutely none of their business. Uh, so we got this. Uh, this assignment is part of a curriculum designed by the county, not the teacher or the school. I'm currently living in Maryland, so no big surprise there. Yeah. So so I guess they gave his daughter an alternate assignment. Yeah. yeah so he went and did some investigative <clears throat> work there with the school. And um, hmm. and apparently it's a larger issue, not just the teacher. Who, yeah, you know. But I'm telling you, this stuff is ingrained. It is. It's entrenched. It is. Two words: home, school, <laughs> or one hyphenated word: home, school. Uh, you really should consider it. I mean, look what's happening in our public school system. It's really, it's not good. It's really not good. I know there's still good public schools and there's great public school teachers. But it's just getting tougher to find them. That's all. Uh, the problem is becoming more and more widespread every day. Uh, got this from Scotty Sweatman. You might be living in a leftist utopia if you can be fined for not picking up your dog's poop from the sidewalk, but are ignored when you poop on the same sidewalk. That says it all right there. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, San Francisco. So your dog's not allowed to defecate outdoors, but you are. Yeah, that's not a problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't want dogs poop out there, but people poop is fine. Yeah, don't worry about the people poop. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we also uh, have this. Uh, I don't know what that is. So we'll get to that later. Oh, oh, it's. Uh, you yeah. know what that is. Yeah, that's oh uh, yeah. So basically, um, uh, there was a great theory out there Tweet that, from Nacho Fett. Yeah, maybe the reason that you haven't had me over to your house, as we discovered oh, yesterday, okay. is that you're homeless. Um, if you haven't seen, go to Twitter and go to at Pat Unleashed, 
You'll see the video of Pat singing beautifully. Mm-hmm. Um, we call Pat the homeless opera singer around the blaze. And uh, and now uh, he put two and two together. And and I and I'm sorry, mm-hmm. I feel bad for constantly pressuring you to invite yeah. me over to your house to watch football. I, right. Now I realize that... Been a little embarrassed. I see. I'm sorry about that, man. No home to come over to. Okay, well, I'll never I bring do it have up that, again. I do have that handy little basket, though, that I, I pull around with a blankie on top of it. So when the when the weather gets cold, if it ever gets cold here, mm-hmm. I, I got a blankie. Got a little for that. Got a little blankie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> maybe if you uh, put a little effort in, <clears throat> you might mm-hmm. be able to make something of yourself. Maybe we'll says, see. says Candace. <laughs> <laughs> you ever wonder why you can't uh, seem to control your appetite, regardless <laughs> of your diet or your commitment? You always feel hungry, and that's because science now has determined. That's not our fault. It's the fault of nature. Our brains are wired for survival. So the brain, our brain is continually telling our body, we need more calories. Feed me. No matter, no matter how much you eat. Now, we do have a molecule in our body called OEA, which we produce naturally, but we just don't, most of us produce enough of it. That's where Riduzone comes in because Riduzone is made of OEA. So it strengthens that signal to your brain that you're full, so you stop eating faster. Um, right now, use the promo code PAT and get 30% off a three-month supply at RIDUZONE.com. R-I-D-U-Zone.com. Also, this doesn't contain caffeine or anything else to uh, make you jittery or, or jumpy all day long. So to order and get your 30% off a three-month supply, go to RIDUZONE.com. That's RIDUZONE.com. That. <laughs> I don't know why that Pat Gray unleashed lends itself to the <laughs> to that particular thing, but it, yeah. it does. Uh-huh. It? it just seems to. That's all. Uh, okay, so President Trump talking about pulling U.S. troops out of northern Syria so that uh, Turkey can attack the Kurds. <sighs> wow, I don't understand that. I, I don't. I Shocking. Can't, yeah, it's it's not. That's not good. Boy, uh, can poor, we admit that's not good? Like the poor Kurds, man. Why would you trust us ever again? That we've we have backstabbed them. them over and over and over again, every single time. Uh, who was it? Well, first of all, it all starts back when Saddam Hussein gassed them mm-hmm. and killed eight to fifteen thousand of them. Uh, then, when we attacked uh, Saddam Hussein the first time, they're with us. Then, we, we, when we attack the second time, they're with us. Then, when we fight ISIS, they're with us. In fact, Trump was saying, well, we, yeah, they helped us, but uh, we paid them a lot of money and gave them a lot of equipment. Well, yeah, because it, it wasn't like we're just... Uh, we're just throwing money at them. They were fighting our proxy war for us. They were fighting so we didn't have to. So, yeah, we supplied them with, you know, the ability to fight ISIS, which they did. And by the way, when ISIS first formed and started sweeping across Iraq and Afghanistan and Syria, 
who is the only force in the area initially to stand their ground and fight them? The Kurds. The Kurds. <laughs> Everybody else, the Iraqi army, dropped their weapons and ran the other way initially. Took them a while before they got their guts up and realized, oh, hey, we're going to lose our country here. But the Kurds stood their ground and fought them from the beginning. Now here we are. Okay, Turkey wants to attack them. All right, we'll, we'll move our troops out of the area. Go ahead. Wow. Jeez, what is it going to take? Well, more than Kurds, obviously. Yeah. More than <laughs> Kurds. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah, and, and, and Jason Buttrell, you know, he's been over there, and he's, I, I dare I say, fought alongside them. I mean, he's been with them. Mm-hmm. And... um and he's not happy about this. He talks about how they're good people. Yeah. And it's really terrible that America is turning their backs yet again. And Republicans... I can't believe it. Lindsey Graham um, is adamant that he... That there's um, something already going through the Senate to try to block this, uh, veto-proof it, uh, to stop this from happening, uh, like a bipartisan bill. So mm-hmm. we'll see. I don't know. Um, we'll see. Hopefully he'll change his mind on this like he, he often does, actually. He just... He does. He changes his mind on his policies quite a bit. And maybe he'll get enough backlash from Republicans here where he'll, you know, realize you, you can't do this. And he did this after a phone call with the leader of Turkey. You're right. Big surprise, Erdogan. right? Yes. The, the, I'm telling you, it's the last person in the room. And um, I just wish he hadn't have uh, done this without consultation, what it feels like. Uh, he said he consulted with everybody. Mm-hmm. As he always does, he consulted with everybody on this. Well, if that's true, then you ignored the the advice of almost everybody. Mm-hmm. Would be my guess. He said there's a lot of people who agree with him. Who? <laughs> who? I haven't I haven't heard from anybody. Even the even the mm-hmm. hardcore. I support everything Trump does, no matter what it is. Even those people are pissed off. Pat Robertson. Listen to what he had to say. I mean, this guy's this guy excuses everything he does. Everything he does. Here's what he said. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to say right now, I am absolutely appalled that the United States is going to betray those democratic forces in northern Syria, mm-hmm. that we possibly are going to allow the Turkish to come in against the Kurds. That Erdogan is a thug. Yep. He has taken control of his country as a dictator. He is a strong leader and a... You, to say he's an ally of America is nonsense. He is in for himself. And the president who allowed Khashoggi to be cut in pieces uh, without any repercussions whatsoever is now allowing the Christians and the Kurds to be massacred by the Turks. And I believe, and I want to say this with great uh, solemnity, the president of the United States is in danger of losing the mandate of heaven if he permits this to happen. Wow. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that's amazing because, you know, the evangelicals don't seem to care about anything he does, and they back him no matter what. No matter what. They don't say anything about it, and there finally is somebody saying, okay, come on, you can't turn your back on an ally like this. And a really, a really good ally they have they have been with us in with us in all of these battles in the Middle East, and now when they need us, 
to stand in the way. And how tough is it to tell Turkey, no, you know, you're not attacking the Kurds. No, I'm sorry. We can't allow that. I, just take a stand. Tell them no. I mean, I want the troops to come home as bad as anybody. Mm-hmm. I'm sick and tired of these endless wars. Uh, but this isn't the way to do it. This isn't the time to do it. Af- right after you get off a, a phone call with Erdogan, who tells you, yeah, get out of the way because we're going to attack them. It's been a long time coming. We're going to attack them. Wow. Then he, then he tweets out, if Turkey does anything that I, in my great and unmatched wisdom, consider to be off limits, I will totally destroy and obliterate the economy of Turkey. Hmm. Wow. Man. Uh, that's something else. <laughs> unmatched, his great and unmatched wisdom, please. Good gosh. Wow. Shut up, man. <laughs> Stop typing. I don't know if anything could be further from the truth. Stop typing. Yeah, Please. I, I wish. I wish. I mean, and again, the guy's done a lot of good things, but come on now. This is asinine. Hmm. And, and to say stuff like this, as president of the United States, in my great and unmatched wisdom, even if you had great unmatched wisdom, you don't say it in a tweet as president of the United States. Jeez. If Barack Obama had tweeted that, oh, people would be going. Oh, the crap right, right now would be. Oh my gosh, can you imagine? Can you imagine the backlash I with mean, that? This works from both, the right. Yeah, this works both ways, y'all. Okay, you it know does, how we it, always say, you know, if Trump said to. that, it you has know, to exactly. If if Barack Obama typed the phrase. In my great and unmatched wisdom. It was oh. being completely serious. It wasn't at it some been, roast or some White right. House press gathering. All great over one. Which we, we would know. We would say, you know he really believes that. Right? Yeah. But uh-huh. you, it, it, it works both ways. Please. This is ridiculous. Well, it has to. We've got to be consistent on this mm-hmm. stuff. If you'd be pissed off at Obama saying it, you got to be pissed off at Trump saying it. <laughs> okay. That's crazy. Ah, good times, 2019, right? Good times, yeah, good times. Uh, 888-900-3393. You know what? If you eat avocados, you're probably helping uh, drug cartels in Mexico. Wait, what? Yeah. Four of Mexico's cartels are fighting (laughs) for control of the avocado business. (laughs) What? (laughs) I knew there was a reason we should hate avocados. I do hate avocados. Yeah, me too. (laughs) And I hate them even more now. Uh Uh-huh. If you eat avocados, the uh, terrorists have won. Yes. Don't do it. Instead, you can get that <laughs> you can get that kind of nutrition though from Field of Greens from Brickhouse Nutrition. It's great stuff. And if if you hate vegetables like I do, then this is absolutely uh, the way to go. Um, the global health supplement health supplement industry is worth over a hundred billion dollars, and a bunch of that stuff is just garbage. And that's why Dr. Michael Kim was compelled to create Field of Greens. He was really frustrated with the nonsense on the market and wanted to create something for the average everyday people, not just super athletes. Um, so that's why you should start your day with Field of Greens because it boosts your immunity, it helps with digestion, it helps with your all-around health because it's made of 100% USDA organic fruits and vegetables. Give it a try. BreakhousePat.com go there now you'll get 15 percent off your first order when you use the offer code pat 
Satisfaction is guaranteed or you get your money back. So there's no risk here. Start your day, like I do, with Field of Greens from Brickhouse Nutrition. BrickhousePat.com. Offer code PAT. It's Pat Gray unleashed on the Blakes. That's a real story, too, about the drug dealers, if you can believe it. The drug cartels trying to control the avocado industry. <laughs> wow. That's uh, amazing. <laughs> Four competing drug cartels are extorting avocado producers <laughs> in Mexico. Wow. Showing how the fruit is becoming an increasingly important source of illicit product, profits uh, in the context of shifting criminal dynamics in the state. <laughs> The Jalisco Cartel News, uh, the Jalisco Cartel New Generation, the Nueva Familia, uh, the some other cartel, <laughs> and another one. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> There's no... Uh... And it would take me some time to figure out, and I'm not going to do it <laughs> on the air. Um, I'm not going to put you through that. They're all involved in this growing criminal economy. Uh, so this particular Mexican state produces over 80% of Mexico's avocados with an annual export value of around $2.4 billion, uh, earning the fruit, the nickname green gold. That's how popular avocados are now. And you know, those avocado from Mexico commercials are some of the best I've ever seen. Yeah. Remember the Super Bowl one where they, they were, the countries were all lined up and they were drafting Genius. Just a brilliant commercial. We will post brilliant. that at, uh, at Pat Unleash later. Yeah, so good. <laughs> and so. and now they're involved in, in all of this. The cartels uh, charge a monthly protection payment from the avocado, avocado producers. It's calculated per hectare cultivated or kilogram exported. Those who fail to make the payments may be kidnapped or killed. Wow. One distributor's daughter was assassinated at the door of his business. These cartels are just, they're, they're out of control, and they're absolutely ruthless. Uh, really hideous people. Let's go to Larry in Georgia. Hey, Larry, you're on the blaze. Good morning. <clears throat> morning. Um, you were just talking about the avocados? Mm-hmm. You know, they got to have some way, a different way, instead of them tunnels to ship the drugs over here until they get caught. Yeah. Right. And another thing I want to tell you, just because of your, what I'm doing is solely because of you said it. Okay. I ordered the brick house thing last night. Oh, good. Okay. And uh, he should be here pretty soon. All right. Let us know how you like that. All right. Mm-hmm. And I just want to thank you for that. Yeah. Well, thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks, Larry. And now you don't Appreciate have to worry about uh, eating avocados or right. other green things. Yeah. Don't yeah. have to stick kale in your mouth because that's not where it goes. Yeah. And you won't be helping the drug cartels. <laughs> Right. So that's good. <laughs> you won't even have to use my recipe for kale. Uh, so that'll be great then. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three on the campaign trail. Uh, I think we all love Elizabeth Warren. Oh, right? do we? We've all come to know and and love her dearly, and mm-hmm. <clears throat> we've all been really shocked and appalled at how she was pushed out of a teaching job for just being. Pregnant. See, that's not right. Visibly pregnant, so they fired her. Listen to her tell the story. It's shocking. I was visibly pregnant. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. And the principal did what principals did in those days. No, don't say it. Wished me luck hmm. and hired someone else for the job. Oh. I was visibly Ooh. pregnant. Wow. 
And the principal did what principals did in those days. Wished me luck and hired someone else for the job. I was now South Carolina. Back to South Carolina. Wished me luck and hired someone else for the job. I was visibly pregnant. Wished me luck and hired someone else (laughs) for the job. I was visibly pregnant. Wished me luck and hired someone else for the job. (laughs) That's terrible. It's awful. It really affected her. You know, it 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 made an impact. She talks about it so much. (laughs) Yeah. My goodness. Uh, my impression was from that, and I don't know, maybe I'm just misreading the whole story, but it seems like her 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 principal wished her luck and then hired somebody else. But was because she, she was visibly <laughs> pregnant. Do I do I get the gist of it? I think you got it. I mean, huh. you went crazy there. You kind of reversed the order. Mm, I did a little but bit. But you nailed it. Yeah. That, that's yeah. that's that's bad, man. That's really bad. Mm. That's really bad. So like, well, it's it's not the same story she told back in 2007. I, oh. I was going to say she's been stewing over this for a while. Well, details change. You but, forget you know, stuff. Yeah, right. Memories. Here's, here's what you forgot from 2007. I worked. It was in a public school system, but I worked with the, the children with disabilities. And um, I did that for a year. And then that summer... Uh, I, I actually didn't have the education courses, so I was on an emergency certificate, it was mm-hmm. called. And I went back to graduate school and took a couple of courses in education and said, I don't think this is going to work out for me. Mm-hmm. Oh. And I was pregnant huh. with my first baby. Is that when you wish you So like I had a baby uh, and stayed home for a couple of years. And I was really casting about, wow. thinking, what am I going to do? So, the county board actually offered her right. an extension an extension on her contract and instead she said no thank you and resigned but you know principals in those days they wished you luck and then they've hired somebody else that is unbelievable what a lying sack so oh that's so she could say i didn't lie i was visibly pregnant i was wished luck and they did hire someone else. All of that is true, yes. Oh my gosh, this <laughs> technically, woman. Technically, all of that is true. Instead, she wants to make it about, mm-hmm. you know, some kind of women's rights thing. Because she was pregnant, they didn't want her around. Mm-hmm. Hey, we can't have fat people around in here. <laughs> well, we... <laughs> I mean, that's not us, obviously. Not you were talking about the school right. system. That yes, yeah. yeah. You can't have fat people. Uh, the kids will see fat people. <laughs> And we don't want that. I mean, that's the impression you get. She was visibly pregnant, and that was a problem, I guess. Come on. Wow. That That is, is this the person you want for president of the United States, this lying sack <laughs> running around the country telling just an absolute bald face lie everywhere she goes? <laughs> wow. Uh, you'd think that after She's you lie about your... Terrible. You know, heritage. Right. You might want to not lie about that stuff anymore. I mean, has she told the truth about anything? About anything. The media is so enamored with uh, talking about how Trump lies. Check out Elizabeth Warren. I I, I think she doesn't even drink beer. (laughs) I bet she doesn't even drink beer except for the camera. Did she drink an O'Doul's? That was probably an (laughs) O'Doul's. (laughs) <laughs> nice call, Martin. All I will say, <laughs> if she doesn't drink beer, she sure faked it well. 
Oh, yeah. Because that was... So natural, right? So natural. And especially when her husband walked in the kitchen. (laughs) Hello, honey, dear. Would you like a beer? (laughs) I'm going to have a a beer. beer. (laughs) (sighs) You got to love it. You absolutely have to love it. Uh, Otherwise, you just go start graving mad. Uh, 888-900-3393. And at Pat Unleashed... On Twitter, we got to get into the story of the Houston Rockets and the NBA. Mm-hmm. Speaking of despicable, <laughs> this is incredible. Houston Rockets GM tweeted out a pro-democracy tweet. And in this case, he was talking about <clears throat> democracy because it was Hong Kong. He was tr- tweeting out support for the protesters in Hong Kong. And... uh Boy, the NBA could not backtrack fast enough. And the Houston Rockets, who are obviously huge in China because uh, Yao Ming, they all got, they all, in China, the Chinese became very enamored with the Rockets when Yao Ming played for them. And so they buy their gear. They support their games. The Rockets go over there a couple of times a year. Uh, Some of the players go over. The Rockets go as a team. They do exhibition games. I mean, the NBA is tapping into China because... China loves basketball. They're not good at it, but they're they're they love it. Hmm. They love it. Hmm. And uh in fact they're I mean they're crazy for it. So <clears throat> they uh the NBA sees that as a burgeoning market for them. They've probably tapped out their potential here. They've maybe peaked in popularity here. Oh, definitely now. And uh so they're trying to expand into Europe and into China, and China's a huge market with 1.4 billion people. I mean, there were more people watching, is it an NBA game? I think it was. I think more people in, in China watched one of the NBA games. I, I can't remember which one. It might have been the finals, uh, or it might have been a Rockets game. But 400 million Chinese watched the game. Uh that's more than all the people in America. So that's a pretty good market to tap into. <clears throat> and uh, they're choosing money uh, over freedom right now. It, it is despicable. Listen to what um, NBA star James Harden said about uh, China as they're trying to backtrack on the GM's comments supporting the Hong Kong protesters. We apologize. Uh, you apologize. You know, uh-huh. you know, we love China. We love, love, love playing China. there. Mm-hmm. Uh, love playing I there. know for, for both of us individually, we go there, you mm-hmm. know, once or twice a year. No, good. Uh, they show us the most important love. So, you know, we appreciate them as a fan base and mm-hmm. uh, we love everything, you know, they're about. And, and, uh, oh, wait, what? <laughs> I'm sorry, what? You love everything they're about? Uh, okay. And, okay. You know, we appreciate their support that they give us mm. individually and as an organization. So, wow. Uh, you know, we love you. Wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah, don't worry about the freedom of the people in Hong Kong. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about the fact they're being beaten. One's been shot. Uh, the violence continues to escalate there. Uh, it's possible the Chinese army might move into Hong Kong and just clamp down on them. Don't worry about any of that. Don't worry about a Tiananmen Square situation because there's some money at stake here. You got some merchandise to sell, <laughs> right? There are NBA games to watch. 
Uh, so don't don't let that little uh, yeah. Here's some of uh, freedom fight. What what he loves uh, about China and 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 those sympathizing with him. The government of Hong Kong cracking down on protesters. Can we just see the the? Can we see some stuff there? Look, there's a little uh, 11 year old girl mm-hmm. um, scared out of her mind. Um, just uh, oh, just because there's she's like peacefully protesting there and you, you, soldiers in front of her. Let's, let's do anything else. Roll roll the video, guys, from Hong Kong that the NBA is now aligning themselves with. How about now? Oh, here we go. This where we got the uh, police are uh, trying to get the protesters that are inside a mall, and the <clears> mall, um, you know, the big wigs of the mall are trying to keep the doors closed. No, please don't come in here. And then uh, what happens is. Um, they force their way they in. They force their way in, and eventually they stream in, and you will yeah, see Yeah, they're them about to push chase, right now. Here we go. Oh, Look, one bye-bye. of them gets through. Now the rest of the police get through. They're coming after the protesters. The dam just broke. There we go. That's what's going on. There's a beating coming for quite a few people. What else we got? We got something else out of Hong Kong, right? We got uh, some... Uh, there's another video, a third video, I think. Uh, uh, what is that one? Let's see... Uh, so don't worry about it, NBA. Oh, the police beating the man in the street. Do we have that video? Can we see that? Um, yeah, here we go. Uh, this is uh, this is how the police operate there. Um, if you're a oh, protester, man. you just get the Kicking, snuck kicked out of punching. you. Guys laying the, on the ground helpless. Yep, sanctioned police. And they're police beating there. him to a pulp. Mm-hmm. Yep, there yeah. we are. Uh, don't so, worry about that, NBA. There you go, NBA. Congratulations on what you're aligning yourself with today. Unbelievable. Well, not to mention, you know, let's talk about the millions of Muslims that are in concentration camps and Christians. Around a million Christians in concentration camps. Yeah, but don't let that bother you. We have some tickets to games to sell. <laughs> Pat Gray returns. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. 933 Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, Luciano Pat Verratti tweets. <laughs> I guess that's for my performance yesterday, yeah. which was such a great performance. Spectacular on Twitter at Pat Unleash. If you want to see our uh-huh. budding opera star <laughs> Pat Gray, little play on what happened in the subway uh, in Los Angeles, which was amazing. Actually, mm-hmm. how are the avocado farmers to pay the cartels if they're charged per kilogram? How would they know how much to pay? Nobody knows. Nobody. That's knows. right. That's right. Maybe that's why. Because I don't understand why people like avocados. Maybe that's it. Maybe there's just some, you know, lace with drugs. I think because when you squish it up, it looks just like baby poop. Oh, and, yeah. Who uh, doesn't want to eat that? Who doesn't want to eat that? Beto. Uh, I don't. I don't want to. Um, so, yeah, remember that? He tried to get his wife to eat the actual baby poop, right? Didn't he take, he took the poop. No, no, he put the avocado in the diaper, right? I don't, I, I can't remember how that went. <laughs> Excuse me. We should look that story up. I've yeah. forgotten the details of it. It was it was creepy though. We don't feel it necessary to commit uh, Beto stories um, to memory no. anymore since he's irrelevant. He's, he's about to go bye bye. No, he put yeah he so okay yeah you're right yeah he, he put he, the the baby poop and tried to in get his wife to eat it and said it was a now that's just avocado. hysterical isn't it? <laughs> oh Beto, you're such a joker. <laughs> okay, uh, from Fletch the Revenge. We should just conquer Syria and rename it Kurdistan. In return, we build military bases. Solves a lot of problems when you look at a map. <laughs> then again, I guess the current administration, like most U.S. Americans, don't have maps. Yeah, how is it that <laughs> we have been, for about 30 years at least, mm-hmm. you know, dealing with Iraq and all that stuff over there? and The Kurds don't have their own country at this point. Yeah. How has that gone unaddressed? That was one of the possible... Uh, outcomes of the war in iraq last time was that there would be a kurdistan Mm -hmm. or whatever they want to call it there would be a kurdia an area for the kurds which 
I, I think they fully deserve. Mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of people thought it would be a bad thing to split up Iraq, but I mean, the Kurds and the rest of the Iraqis don't seem to get along well. So it might have been a really good solution. Yep. From he, him, his point of white privilege, and Elizabeth Warren is doing what she does best lying about herself. <laughs> uh, from Kristen. Would anyone really be surprised to find out the Hillary camp is the one putting out these videos of Warren to take her out, just like they did the birther thing, so she could jump in herself? I wouldn't be surprised at all. Uh From Eric Patterson, uh, speaking of the Elizabeth Warren, uh, I was visibly pregnant thing. I was visibly a liar, so the principal did what principals did in those days. Wished me luck and hired someone with integrity. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Uh, she is something else. And right at the top of the list for Democrats <laughs> right now. Isn't that great? Isn't that Ooh, wonderful? Oh, boy. Uh, that's just, that's wonderful. That's so terrific. <laughs> she could be the next president. I can't imagine that she would beat Trump, but I can't imagine a lot of things that happen every single day. <laughs> so. Exactly. Man, I would never take a bet, I'll tell you that, Mm-mm. that if she wins the uh, Democrat nomination, I'd eat my underwear. That would be foolhardy to take up that bet in this day and age. Now, four years ago, it was a whole different thing. And that just goes to show you how much it's changed over the last four years. It's nuts. Uh, by the way, MSNBC host Joe Scarborough has gone from being a Republican congressman to a Democrat political activist, all because Donald Trump once hurt his feelings. On Monday morning, Scarborough told Princeton professor Eddie Gloud that the way to fight Trump and Fox News is to register people to vote and turn them out. So he's encouraging now everybody to vote Democrat to spite Trump. Hmm. But please, please don't forget what a hardcore rock rib conservative Joe Scarborough is. Please, the guy is so conservative uh, that he's trying to get people to go out and register as Democrats and vote that way. Wow. I guess. That's strange. Hmm. (laughs) This guy is unbelievable. Still working on uh, how to figure out? Are they trying to figure out the third hour of the radio show still? Because they've been off now for ten years. <laughs> I'm wondering if that meeting is over yet. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> Subtract to add. Uh, I wonder, does his mom still watch The Blaze? Remember, she was a huge Pat and Stu fan, right? Am I Scarborough's right? mom. Yeah, isn't that right? That sounds familiar. Yeah, but I, hmm. huh? Yeah, we'll have to look into that. I'm just waving at her in case, you know, she's watching this show instead of her son right now. Hi, Mrs. <laughs> Joe Scarborough's mom. Scarborough's or whatever. Because, yeah. The show's better. <laughs> Wait, you know this, right? But don't tell on. him that. Better than uh, the morning cup of postum with Joe and his main squeeze? Un poco. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Un poco? Is that what you just said? Yeah, like a little, right? I don't know. Um, just bringing some culture to the show. I don't know if it's right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Hold on. Let's see if I got it's that not. right. <clears throat> what do you mean it's not right? What is it then, Martin? What should I have said? A little. Just kidding. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Do you even speak Sp- Spanish? I Martin? do. You do? Yeah, I do. Oh, okay. Congratulations. Well, wait, Thank to, you. wait to jump in there and correct me when I didn't need correcting. Are, are you fluent in it? 
Um, I can, yeah, I can speak it. I can hold a conversation. Was it spoken at home? Is that how you know it, or did you? Yeah, take growing it? up, yeah. most of my family spoke Spanish to me. Yeah, okay, I never would have known that. Yeah, with a last name like Garcia. Um, so uh, I want to hear the phrase. Um, uh, good luck, Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> wish, wish Elizabeth Warren good luck in her uh, in her new ventures. Um, I, uh, it's buena suerte. You don't speak Spanish. Get yeah. out. You're a faker. Get out of here. Faker. I mean, what are you? Are you white? What? What are you? You're lying. Just like uh, are you just like Elizabeth Warren. I get told that a lot wow. because I also do not like avocados. <laughs> so the fact that um, and they're from Mexico. Lords, yeah. Yeah. So the fact that drug lords are trying to. <laughs> Bring drugs mm-hmm. through avocados. It gives me more of a reason not to eat them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a good excuse. Yeah, I think there might be some latent drug uh, uh-huh. remnants, a little residue in there. I'm not gonna even going to chance it. Not even going to chance it. That's how clean I want to keep my body. But I think the larger issue here that we've discovered that mm-hmm. Martin's actually a white guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. At a football game the other day, it was uh, Dallas and Green Bay. Here in the uh, Metroplex. And there was just a really ugly situation when uh, in the in the box, yeah. the press box. Well, the owner's One suite. of the luxury suites. Yeah. Jerry Jones is uh, George W. Bush is sitting there. Mm-hmm. And immediately to his left is Ellen DeGeneres. <gasps> no. Well, you could imagine. The LGBTQQIA2 plus crowd went nuts. And I'm, I'm sure there were some conservatives at all. What are you doing sitting next to Alan DeGeneres? Don't you know she thinks differently than you do? And, of course, the uh, LGBTQQIA2 plus crowd did the same thing to Ellen. Oh, that's not a good look for Ellen in Ellen's show. It's it's not? What, that she's sitting next to a former president? <laughs> that seems like kind of a good look to me. What happened? I, I would like to know. What happened to tolerance and inclusion? If you're if you're gay now, you can't even sit next to someone who doesn't share your every thought and feeling and opinion. You can't speak or listen to people who don't agree with every single thing you do and say. And if there's not absolute, total, and complete agreement on absolutely every issue, I can't have anything to do with you. Can't even look at you, let alone sit next to you. That's just crazy. Wow. Um, so Ellen actually talked about it on her show yesterday and handled it really well. So I want to talk about something that happened this weekend. I know it's Tuesday. Sometimes I like to ruminate on things all day Monday so that on Tuesday you, you hear about it. Um, so uh, this weekend I went to Dallas uh, for the Cowboys game. And uh, yeah, so uh, thanks. And um, it may not seem like a big deal for a celebrity to attend a football game, but uh, I never leave my house, so it is a big deal. I, I go through the drive through at Wendy's, so I only have to see one person. I'm that kind of person. So there were 100,000 people in this stadium, beautiful stadium, by the way, that Dallas has. Um, so Portia and I were invited by Charlotte Jones. She's the daughter of Jerry Jones, who owns the Dallas Cowboys. And uh, we went because we wanted to keep up with the Joneses. LAUGHTER um, <laughs> See what you did there. So anyway, so we get to sit in this very fancy suite because, you know, he owns the, the whole place. So his suite is, is fancy and he's got fancy friends. And I don't mean fancy like real housewife fancy. I mean like fancy. Look, this is I took a video of who, who was next to me. 
uh, those people. I don't know who they are. That was and Portia and Terry oh, Jones' daughter. I know that guy. <laughs> and the girl sitting next to him. That's pretty cool. Portia and that was Charlotte Jones oh, okay. uh, Portia was talking to and George mm-hmm. W. Bush and then in front of us was the tallest man in the world and, um, <laughs> so I've got to say uh, when we were invited uh, I was you know I was aware that it, I was going to be surrounded with people from very different views and beliefs and I'm not talking about politics I was rooting for the Packers and uh, get this everybody in the Cowboys suite was rooting for the Cowboys and so I had to hide my cheese hat in Portia's purse and um, don't get me wrong I, I, I like the Cowboys I love the Cowboys I love all the village people, as a matter of fact. Um, but, but Aaron Rodgers is a friend of mine. He's the quarterback for the Packers. And so I'm sitting in the, in the Cowboys suite, the owner of the Cowboys, and secretly cheering every time the Packers scored or every time another whistleblower came forward. And uh, the referees, you guys, the referees. Um, but during the game, they showed a shot of George and me laughing together. And, oh, no. Uh, so yeah, they did. Oh, wow. People were upset. They thought, why is a gay Hollywood liberal sitting next to a conservative Republican president? Didn't even notice I'm holding the brand new iPhone 11. And, um, <laughs> but a lot of people were mad, and they did what people do when they're mad. They tweet. And, uh, but here's one tweet that I loved. This uh, person says, Ellen and George Bush together makes me have faith in America again. That's great. Yep. And, um, Exactly. Here's the thing. I'm friends with George Bush. In fact, I'm friends with a lot of people who don't share the same beliefs that I have. We're all different, and I think that we've forgotten that that's okay that we're all different. Thank you. For instance, I wish people wouldn't wear fur. I don't like it, but, but I'm friends with people who wear fur. And I, I'm friends with people who are furry, as a matter of fact. I have <laughs> friends who should tweeze more. And I, I have, but just because I don't agree with someone on everything doesn't mean that I'm not going to be friends with them. When I say be kind to one another, I don't mean only the people that think the same way that you do. I mean be kind to everyone. Doesn't matter. Nice. That's awesome. Um, hey, that's great. In your face, Twitter. I, I, even people who are already playing Christmas music. I mean, seriously. There's no excuse for that, but I'm kind to them. Anyway, I want to thank Jerry Jones, Charlotte Jones, for hosting us, and thanks President Bush and Laura for a Sunday afternoon that was so fun. By the way, you all- mm, That's really cool. That's, that's really good. A, a nice little reminder. We don't have to hate uh, the person next to us just because they're, they're different politically. 888 uh, And at uh, Pat Unleashed on Twitter, you know there's 1,000 active agents in the uh, real estate agents I trust.com network and another 5,000 who want to be on it. Now we don't put them on it <clears throat> just willy nilly. We, we have to <clears throat> keep the, keep the network manageable so that we can check and make sure that everybody's experience with these agents are that their experiences are good ones because these have been <clears throat> highly vetted to make sure they've got good marketing plans. They've got great track records that they know the market they're in and they know how to price your home well so that it will sell fast and for the most money. And they're fans of the show. So you're going to have, you know, you're naturally going to have things in common with the person you're driving all over your area with. If you have been having a tough time selling your home or or buying one, get in touch with realestateagentsitrust.com and we'll introduce you to the best agent in your in your area. 
It's realestateagentsitrust.com. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. You know, you don't even hear the words tolerance and inclusion much anymore because I think they realize they've flushed that right down the toilet. I think they realize, yeah, we don't believe in that. No. We only tolerate the people who are exactly like us. That's all. Uh, like if we're LGBTQIA2+, we only like people who are in that group. And uh, we don't tolerate anybody else. In fact, we want to tear you completely down if uh, you're not exactly like we are. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. So it's hard to preach the tolerance and inclusion nonsense in that particular case. Uh, 888-900-3393. Fox News has debuted a new graphic for the election. Do we have the video or oh, just that's uh, exciting. Yeah, yeah this is really, really exciting. Yeah, let's see this. And here they are talking about it. A new election, a new look for our political coverage, Democracy 2020. This morning, some new developments involving Bernie Sanders. Sanders is home in Vermont this morning, resting after suffering from a heart attack. The 78-year-old was hospitalized last week in Nevada with chest pains. Sanders tweeting that he is doing well. No word yet on when he'll get back on the campaign trail, but he will Mm -hmm. attend the next debate on October 15th. Welcome back, Bernie. And that was a Democracy 2020 update. So we're going to be hearing that oh, for over a year. No, 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 no. They, uh, <laughs> uh, this is, I mean, that's, it's unbelievable. If Fox News can't even get this right, if Fox News can't even understand we're not a democracy in 2020, 2019, 1776, 1791, we've never been, never will be but they wrote most election brands live on a paradigm between informational vote 2020 and empowering your choice we wanted to find something that was indeed empowering but also that embraced the passion with which the electorate is now approaching all of these elections we got to democracy 2020 very quickly because that's at the heart of why people are so passionate for the process also, there's 30% of the people who are never going to stop watching us. There are 30% of the people who are never going to watch us. And then there's everybody else in the middle. And I think what Democracy 2020 says is we're open for business on all fronts. Now, I, I think what Democracy 2020 says is that Fox News can't even get it right. <laughs> Fox News <laughs> doesn't even understand we're not a democracy. What does it take to, to get people on board with how important this is? Democracy 2020. Oh, that's going to be agonizing to look at for for a year. For more than a year. A year and a month. <laughs> Not until November 3rd next year of watching Democracy 2020 updates on Fox News. That is pathetic. What are you doing? That's, uh, that's really... I mean, I, sh- I guess I shouldn't be surprised. Uh, yes. They're run by uh, they're they're run by the uh, sons now of what's his face? Oh, Murdoch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Murdoch's I don't know Murdoch's sons, yeah, Lachlan and Small Fry or whatever they are. 
Wow. Lachlan and Sprout. I, oh. I don't know. Lachlan? <laughs> when you got Lachlan right, I see that. Uh-huh. I did get Lachlan. I don't know why I remembered Lachlan. Let's see. But it's, is Sprout the name of the other one? I don't know. <laughs> Hold on. Rupert Murdoch. Rupert okay, Murdoch's sons. Murdoch's mm-hmm. sons' names are Lachlan. And Sprout. And Sprout. Nailed it. No, I did. No. I nailed it. Uh, James. James. So close. Okay. Uh, Elizabeth, <laughs> Prudence, Grace, and Chloe. <laughs> okay. And Sprout. Lachlan, no. James. Sprout no. is uh, is the vice president now, I think. <laughs> Sprout Murdoch. Sounds like a like a detective in some like children's book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, 888-900-3393 and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Much more Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Did you see that the uh, links and the posts of people posting what Glenn did on the Biden situation with Ukraine Mm -hmm. the other night? Getting squashed by YouTube, by Google, by Facebook, by yep, all the usual suspects. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just—that's uh, how they control the narrative, though. That's how they control uh, the spin on this thing. Anytime, anytime, uh, in anybody brings up the Biden Ukraine corruption, anytime that comes up, the media just dismisses it as, ah, it's a conspiracy theory. So then they, they just don't have to engage in any discussion about it at all because, ah, that's that's beneath us to even talk about. It, you know, that that's why we begged people not to buy into or promote the birther stuff because, A, it, it wasn't true. He wasn't born in Kenya. And, B, every time it was brought up, the media just used it, used it as an example of how crazy the right was. They hate Obama so much. They keep pushing this wild conspiracy theory. That way they never had to address the real issues of a Marxist-leaning president of the United States who grew up with Marxists, who was taught and mentored by Marxists, who went to college and hung around with Marxists and talked to Marxist professors and never... Never got away from any of his Marxist beliefs, as far as I could tell. But they didn't have to deal with it because, oh, look at these conspiracy theorists. Sure, yeah, right. He's a Marxist. It's like he's born in Kenya, right? Yeah. And now, even though the information is documented, all of this is absolutely true and documented with this Ukraine-Biden thing. They just break out the old conspiracy crap again and never have to address the actual facts. It's, it's really it's frustrating. And so is the climate change nonsense. Climate change protesters now are targeting uh, Wall Street, pouring blood all over the charging bull. Yesterday, hundreds of members of the radical environmental group Extinction Rebellion. Oh, yeah, there they are again. <clears throat> there they are again. Hmm. They arrived in New York City's financial district. Some of them targeted Wall Street's charging bull statue and poured fake blood all over it. Ah, images. Isn't that wonderful? That's adorable. Losers. Oh, and they got some on them. Yeah. Oh, wow. Was that on purpose? Oh, yeah. yeah <clears throat> oh, okay. Oh, and they had a little die-in, did they? Uh-huh. Uh, see, they, they didn't make the mistake that their uh, brethren over in, uh, where, where was it? Was it London yesterday we had the story? 
where they uh, couldn't control the fire hose. It was too heavy for their little vegan all right. bodies. And they poured blood all over and flooded the street with mm-hmm. fake blood. Yeah. <laughs> flooded the street. So stupid. I mean, get a job. The economy is good. <laughs> the, uh, seriously, the unemployment rate's 3.5%. Right. That's almost total employment, by the way. I'm not sure. It's it's We're getting very close to the point where everybody who wants a job has a job. Mm-hmm. And that point is right around 3% somewhere. And and I'm mistaken. The, the, these groups actually have a job. Um, they're paid by George Soros. So yeah. my bad. I wouldn't be surprised. And they had a little die-in. I like the fact that they died around the bull like the bull charged over the top of them and killed them. That's, you know, because capitalism's out of control. Capitalism hurts people. <laughs> okay, it's, fe- it's fed the world. It's brought billions of people out of poverty. Hold that shot. Look at the chick at the bottom. She's got a, a headstone. It says, R.I.P. Died in war due to climate chaos. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, these idiots. <laughs> Look at how asinine that is. That is just so stupid. And they're all like 12 years old. They don't know what they're talking about. They have no idea. Indoctrination. And this propaganda that they get in the, in the public schools. Oh, there's another one that said really died, died due to climate poverty. Oh, wow. Climate poverty? Climate poverty. What is that, I th- by the way? I guess if you're poor <clears throat> from the weather. Because <laughs> like, the weather made you poor. <laughs> Where where does that happen? I, I, everywhere, I, I, I guess. Everywhere, everywhere, like such as. Okay. <laughs> Come on, man. The Iraq. The Iraq uh-huh. in, in the South Africa. In the South Africa. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Climate poverty. Climate I, poverty. I don't think I've heard that one before. Yeah, they've been really doing that. I've been mixing it up lately and coming up with new phrases. Uh, they've been adding different words at the end of climate lately. Mm-hmm. I should have... Well, because change isn't isn't emotional enough, so you got to put in climate justice, mm-hmm. climate justice, climate uh, chaos, climate poverty. Wait, wait a minute. There's climate change adaptation now. If that's a thing, then we don't have to do anything if we're just adapting. If the climate is changing and we're adapting to it, then we can get on with our lives and move on to something else. That would be nice, but. I don't know. These kids are too indoctrinated. Listen to this. The IPCC defines climate adaptation as the process of adjustment to actual or expected climate and its effects. Okay. Well, then. So what's the problem? Well, because eventually it's going to get so hot, it's going to burn up all our food supply. Then we'll adapt. You will adapt to no food? We'll adapt. (laughs) We'll we'll have to go to uh, Soylent Green. It's people. It's people. Mm-hmm. Silent Green is made out of people. <laughs> Silent Green is people. Well, they want us to eat people. Yeah, so I know they do. I know. Doesn't do. it work? I. They want us to eat bugs. They've been pushing that hard at the UN the last few years. Oh, that's passe now. They want bugs, and they want they want us to eat dead dead people. They want us to be cannibals. Silent Green is coming. <laughs> it is coming. If the IPCC has their way. Soylent Green will be here soon. Uh, Extinction Rebellion has used fake blood frequently to dom- dramatize their frenzy over climate change. In Manhattan, many of the pro- protesters poured fake blood on themselves, lay in the street for a die-in. <laughs> Justin Bake Becker, 
an organizer of the New York protest, stated that Wall Street was targeted because it has ties to the fossil fuel industry. Mm. <clears throat> you bet they do. They're tied in directly to ExxonMobil, uh, which is as evil as it gets because they fuel our entire nation, them and a few others, Chevron, you know, BP, others, Marathon. A lot of blood has been spilled by the decisions of the powerful and the status quo and the toxic system that we live in. An Extinction Rebellion spokesman added, there will be broad disruption of business as usual. Frankly, we don't have time to wait for an opportune moment. Oh, okay. Climate breakdown. Oh, I haven't heard of climate breakdown either. Climate breakdown is underway and we can't (laughs) afford to wait. Uh, 26 people were arrested yesterday. Meanwhile, in London, of course, I think we told you about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, police arrested 276 people, many of whom blocked bridges and roads, <clears throat> or glued them, or they glued what is themselves that? to cars. Stop with the gluing! How do you glue yourself? You're paying for my paint job oh. if you've glued yourself to my car and I've got to extract you from it. That's going to tear up the paint job, and I'd be pissed. Yeah, but I mean, but, uh, so they've they've adapted. They're no longer gluing themselves. Remember that chick that glued her breasts to the road? Yeah, that had to hurt. See, that's like starving that's yourself hurt. for a, to make a point. Yeah, no, it is. what? That you're not hurting me, right? Or lighting yourself on fire? Lighting yourself on fire? Poured gasoline all over himself and lit himself on fire in protest. In protest of what? Life? And other being news, alive? I mean, not being in serious, exquisite pain. What was he protesting there? That was dumb. That was that's dumb. Because that didn't hurt anybody. Yeah, that's called not planning ahead. I know. I'm, I'm going to hurt myself so that it changes the world. Yeah, that's not going to work. No, that's just going to give you a hospital stay not, that you're not going to enjoy. Or a little uh, little grave uh, of your own. You know, maybe mm-hmm. buried six feet under yeah. uh, all yeah. by yourself. Three, yeah. three weeks later, <clears throat> after you do this, mm-hmm. we're not going to be sitting around going, man. Wow! We Remember go what he did? Yeah, we have to, that guy. Yeah, we got to fix the climate. I set himself on fire. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's go protest now. That doesn't happen. In Amsterdam, more than a hundred people were arrested for blocking the street in front of the Netherlands National Museum. Meanwhile, <clears throat> nearly four thousand protesters blocked uh, Potsdamer Platz. Sure, plots mm-hmm. in the German capital by placing couches, tables, chairs, and flower pots in the road. Wait, flower pots in the road? Uh. Are they moving in? And couches? You put couches in the road. Okay. Uh, again, if you're screwing up people's commute or daily life, you're not winning friends. No. You're not no. influencing people. You're not bringing people to your side. That's not how to do it. And if you're using Flexio glue, you're probably still there. <laughs> you're never going to be pried loose of the road. No, that stuff works even underwater. Uh, yeah, that's what we've, I hear. We've, we've seen it. On the commercial, it, you right underwater, man. Uh-huh. No matter what it, what you're gluing underwater, it stays glued. <laughs> unless unless we do it, and then for some reason it doesn't work at all. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm the bad luck charm. Meanwhile, this is some really good news. Scientists say the invention to clean up the giant Pacific garbage patch that isn't there. <laughs> No, don't say it. It's officially operating now. <laughs> There's just nothing to capture. <laughs> Ocean cleanup technology has reportedly taken a bite 
out of the so-called Great Pacific Garbage Patch Uh for the first time. Mm -hmm. Dutch scientists had designed a floating device to collect plastic from oceans, which collected debris from the giant swath of trash. (laughs) The Garbage Patch, this is unbelievable. They keep reporting it. Even though, even progressive liberal publications like Salon.com have reported the garbage patch isn't there. It's not there. And so this guy's saying that, no, 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 we, we cleaned no, it up. Yeah, we're taking huge swaths well, that's out why, of it. That's why it's clean now, because we, we, we went out there and picked up all the trash. The garbage patch, located halfway between Hawaii and California, <laughs> that's a little vague, because that's a pretty big area. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, you've given us two coordinates, uh, east and west, but what about north and south? Um, I don't know. Could you tell us roughly? And by the time you get out there and and cover all that area, they can say, look, no, no, no. See, it was no, there, we but it. we yeah. cleaned it up. Right. You just got here too late to the, to the party. They say it's the largest congregation of plastic in the ocean on Earth, measuring at about, oh, wow, measuring about three times the size of France. Wait a minute. So we've gone from two and a half times the size of Texas? We've gone from two and a half times the size of Texas okay. to three times the size of France. How many? I don't know if they're the same, if that's about the same size. I don't know. Let's see here. Oh, France is around the same size as Texas. Okay. So we're now, so it's getting so bigger. So now it's, it's even bigger than mm. what we were talking about six months ago. Well, see, now that's the, that's the screw up in that story. They need to start pulling it back. It was two and a half size of, t- size of Texas, uh, but now it's down to just two times. And then by the end they of the went year, the wrong way though. Yeah, well, that's because they're cleaning it up. Uh, okay. And by the end of next year, they can say, "Yep, all yeah. clean." So there Gone. we go. That's why you don't see it anymore because we took yeah, care of it. We, guess what? We didn't see it before. There should have been like a satellite image of it or something. Yeah. Well, we we yeah. Went well, there we took care cleaned of it. it up before you could snap that picture from space. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, the cleanup system includes a barrier that holds a 10-foot screen below it to catch plastics without interfering with marine life. Okay, good. Hmm. good. Satellites and sensors would signal its location for garbage to be retrieved every few months. <laughs> wait, wait, they got satellites that, that can show us where this garbage is, but they can't take a picture with that same satellite? seen it. Never seen it. It's ridiculous. What a lie. I know. It, they, they just keep perpetuating the same lie. They just keep repeating it, even though it's been disproven. And they still, they don't care. They still continue the lie. Yeah, well, I was visibly pregnant. Wow. And principal, he, right? the principal did what principals did in those days. Oh, no. What, what did he, he do? He just wished me good luck, and, and they hired someone else. Oh, wow. Yeah. Really? They didn't want any uh They didn't want to look, yeah. look like... They were larger than they otherwise it would have been. It might have been the issue that they didn't want a pregnant man working there. But <laughs> That's hateful. Yeah. That is hateful. I don't I'm sorry. I can't Thank abide you. that. I cannot abide that. Thank you. Uh, I'm gonna squash that injustice. If you missed the first where, hour of the program. Where's my fake blood? Where is it? <laughs> Go back and listen to that. Uh, uh yeah, the Elizabeth Warren stuff Oof. is great. Triple eight nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. <clears throat> All right, home title lock. You know, the annoying robocalls we all get, the ones saying you're pre-approved for credit cards or loans, or we've got four serious allegations pressed on your name. 
or they're in Mandarin Chinese and you can't, you don't know what they are. Uh, I don't know how I get that one all the time. Yeah. So, how long have you been getting the Chinese um, voicemails? I think two years, at least two years. But you've had that number for how long? Mm, Ten. So it's not like somebody just before you had that phone Mm-mm, number no. was Chinese. No. That's weird, man. Yeah, very weird. <laughs> so because our home titles are stored online, when a data breach occurs like we've had recently and millions of home titles and mortgages are exposed to thieves, that's when the risk of home title fraud skyrockets. They forge documents stating that you sold them your home and that they're the new owner. Then they uh, take out loans against your home and you get stuck with the payments. There's no insurance program that takes care of this or bank or identity theft program. There's just home title lock. For pennies a day, they'll protect your home from this kind of theft. So if you're getting these calls, home title lock will get you through this period with 60 risk-free days of protection. Register your address now. Find out if you've already been compromised. Go to HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com. Welcome. Great to have you with us. 888-900-3393. Also at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Let's go to Larry in Oklahoma. Hey, Larry, you're on the blaze. Hey, Mr. Pat. How you doing? Good. You? Good morning. Morning. I'm marvelous. Simply marvelous. Good. If you could uh, ask your people to put up that last image you showed of the Looney Tunes protesting at the uh, Wall Street. At the bowl? Yeah, the bull on Wall Street. Yeah, can we, yeah, can we see the still yeah. image of the of the Wall yeah. Street bull the with the with those protesters dead the, underneath it, doing the Diane? Stupid, yeah, they're stupid mm-hmm. tombstones. Yep. Everything they're saying, everything they're doing, is one hundred percent bullcrap. Uh, yeah. It's very appropriate that they had that picture taken <laughs> from that end of the bull. <laughs> you know what I mean? I do nice. know what you mean. Listen to, now look at that. Look at it. It's scattered everywhere. Yeah. It's, everywhere. Yes. What a bunch of pow, pow, cow yeah, pies. It's amazing. Yeah. That's what they are. They're yeah. cow pies. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Larry. Uh, yes. And the whole thing is a gigantic cow pie. It really is. John in California, you're on the blaze. Hey, yes. We have ripped... Uh, Cross the line into uh, implementing the new green deal, and and uh, it becomes a soil green deal. Mm-hmm. I'm going to hold out for the impossible baby or the uh, <laughs> non-baby vegetarian equivalent of children. Uh, the baby's made of plant food. <laughs> it, it, really? Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> that's probably a good idea. Actually, uh, thanks, John. Uh, that's good stuff. <clears throat> yes, when the meat is human. It might be it might be best you've heard to go the, with the impossible burger. Yeah, you've heard of the impossible burger. Mm-hmm. He wants the impossible baby. Time to eat the babies, as we heard from the protester last week, mm-hmm. who was not really a protester, but that was a great performance. Might as well have been. Over the years, we got this list from the internet. Now, I know some of this stuff is, is legitimate. I, I think all of it is. Um, but somebody went through a list of the headlines and the scares and the hysteria all through the years on the global warming stuff, on the population control, all of that kind of thing, and lumped it in from 1966 all the way to 2019. Mm -hmm. For instance, in 1966, oil gone in 10 years. Okay, wait. Now, I know they had those headlines because those started – Actually, in about nineteen in the nineteen twenties, they thought peak oil was going to happen 
any day. They barely just discovered it. <laughs> yep, and they were already saying, oh my gosh, we're almost out of oil. Well, we barely even got it out of the ground. What are you talking about? <laughs> In 1967, dire famine forecast by 1975. Remember the big famine of 75? Wow, Ooh, yeah. that wiped out tens of people. <laughs> uh, overpopulation will spread worldwide. 1968, you know that was a fear in 68. Mm-hmm. 1969, everyone will disappear in a cloud of blue steam by 1989. <laughs> I'm really afraid for 89 to get here. I really am. Uh, right? Yeah. Because I don't want to see people disappear in a cloud of blue steam. I don't want I don't want it. And I don't want to see what happens to America <clears throat> after Reagan is gone. <clears throat> How do you know Reagan's coming? It's only 1969. Oh, yeah. Because well, he's, a, he's a governor, right? And, you know, he's going to be president one day. Doc Brown. Well, that's ridiculous to think that he, an actor like that, a former actor, could be president. That's insane. You got to get to the clock tower. Don't ask questions. Plus, the guy will be way too old by 1980 to be elected. (laughs) Uh, 1970. (laughs) The world will will use up all its natural resources by 2000. Dang it. That's going to be bad when 2000 comes. Yep. Yep. Urban citizens, also from 1970. Urban citizens will require gas masks by 1985. Uh, 1970. Nitrogen buildup will make all land unusable. <laughs> Remember the nitrogen buildup? Yeah, that was bad. That uh, ruined so much of the land. 1970, <laughs> decaying po- pollution will kill all the fish. What's a fish? Because that already, you know, I can't imagine. That's, that's what happened to him, huh? You know what? I- I'm looking forward to And maybe someday we could elect a leader that could, you know, give us a world where... <laughs> Human, human beings, fish can coexist. Fish can coexist. <laughs> yeah, I will never have a. We'll never have a president who believes that. <laughs> Says you. Uh, <laughs> 1970, ice age by 2000. Uh, also in 70, America subject to water rationing by 1974 and food rationing uh, by 1976. Mm. 1971, new ice age coming by 2020 or 2030. Huh. Well, like next year, we could have a new new ice age. Bring it on! I would welcome it. I live in Texas. Bring it on! I would welcome it. Nineteen seventy-two, new ice age by twenty seventy. Nineteen seventy-two, oil depleted in twenty years. Hmm. Now we heard in nineteen sixty-six it was gone in ten, and it's not yet. And then they so they pushed it. There's already indication of what they do. They're getting close to the date. Mm-hmm. There's there's no way oil is going to be depleted, so they push it back another another ten years. That's unbelievable. Um, 1974 space satellites show new ice age coming fast. 1974 another ice age, and then the ozone thing began. 1974 mm. ozone depletion a great peril to life. Uh, scientific consensus, planet cooling, famines imminent. Well, yeah, because when the planet cools, uh, crops don't grow as much, and you have less food. Somehow they're frightened on the opposite of that, too, because it's warmer now, so more food grows, but they're still telling us, (sighs) yeah, we're going to have famine and drought and uh, floods and more tornadoes and hurricanes, and we've had less of all of that. Uh, let's see. Department of Energy says oil will peak in the 90s in 1977. 
No ends, no, 1978, no end in sight to 30-year cooling trend. Uh, <laughs> 1980 acid rain kills kills life in lakes. I remember the acid rain thing. They were yep. really concerned about acid rain. Yes, they were. 1980, peak oil in, two, in 2000. Uh, regional droughts that never happened in the 1990s. Temperatures in D.C. will hit record highs in 1988. Now we've oh, we've switched so full on from now, cooling to warming. Now everybody got on the same page. Yep. <laughs> Maldive Islands will be underwater by 2018. Yeah, except they're not. Uh, rising sea levels will obliterate nations if nothing is done by 2000. It hasn't happened. New York City's West Side Highway underwater by t- 2019. It isn't. <laughs> 1996. Uh oh! Guess what? What? Another peak oil in 2020. Next year we're gonna have peak oil. <laughs> Wait a minute. Heard that was that. in 1996. Oh, in 2000, your children won't know what snow is. <laughs> Remember that one? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Democrats all got on board with that, and nobody held them accountable for any of that bull crap. I'm really glad that song doesn't sound anything like uh, Bang a Gong, Get It On by T-Rex. Nothing like it. I don't even know why that came into my head. That's weird. Why did that come into your head? Because I just wanted people to to be aware, you know, that there's no reason to sue us because that's nothing like Bang a Gong. Completely different structure. 888-900-3393. And at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Um, Let me take a minute and just tell you about Relief Factor because if you're in continual pain, Again, this is this is not chronic pain I'm talking no, about. No, no, no. Because that's a scientific legal term that we can't use. Um, it's got to be diagnosed that you have chronic pain. And I haven't diagnosed you. I'm not a doctor, and I, nor do I play one. Right, but if you were to have, say, <clears throat> persistent pain, yeah. mm-hmm. continual pain, right. lingering pain, consistent pain, mm-hmm. enduring pain, unceasing pain. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, then there is something that you should try if you haven't already. Relief factor. You try for three weeks. That's what Keith did. He started with the three week quick start. It was just nineteen ninety five. You try it for three weeks, Boom. and then you decided, huh, huh, where'd that pain go? Huh, huh. I remember back when I had pain, but and, it, and did you miss it? Oh, totally. You're like man, I yeah. remember those days. Yeah, we keep in time. touch. We, we correspond. Good times. Well, every once in a while, you invited back in yeah. by stopping your uh, relief factor. Exactly what happens. <laughs> yes. And then you think, okay, I've had enough of his stay, uh, yeah, the pain stay. So going back, yeah. Mm-hmm. So then you, you use the four key ingredients uh, that were put there by doctors to each fight uh, inflammation all in natural, your body, all natural, hundred percent drug free. This it, that's why it's so great because in this day and age of the opioid crisis, it's uh, first of all you don't want to get addicted to anything, and it's really hard not to when you're on these things especially over a long-term period of time. And then secondly, pretty soon they're not even going to be available. Pretty soon doctors are just going to have to stop uh, prescribing this stuff because this it's that kind of hysteria that's going on right now. So if you want a drug-free, natural way to ease your pain and get your life back, go to relieffactor.com. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. Don't forget the big uh, M1 ball is coming up about a month before it usually does. So you don't have as long to get your tickets. It's the 26th of this month. So if you want to join us at the Dallas 
Omni Hotel, then please go to mercuryone.org slash m1ball and get your tickets because we'd love to see you there. We're all going to be there. Glenn, Stu, me. Are you going, Keith? I'm going to try. Oh, he's going to try. Try. <laughs> he's going to try. Okay. Jeffy will be there. Uh, you know, just about the whole crew. And, and Keith is going to try. I guess it depends on his weird leg pain or something. I don't know. It's whether or not he's taking his relief factor. What? What's the determining factor here? We don't know. He doesn't know. Okay. Let's see how game five plays out tomorrow with the Braves, and then we'll go from there. <laughs> you know, if the Braves miraculously got into the World Series, yeah, uh, there's always I, I don't know go. something called uh, maybe I'll go recording. to the game. What if I'm at the game? It's Game Four that night. There's a chance I'm there. There's a chance you're actually physically at the game in in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'll be there because I'll not be. I'm at gonna the try Braves game. I won't be at the. <laughs> so we'll see you there. Uh, October 26th, Dallas Omni Hotel. Go to mercuryone.org. Slash M1 ball and get your tickets. All right. We've been telling you about the hysteria over the years. Started back in 1966 with the narrative then that oil would be gone in 10 years. That's a great place to uh, start because then we got up to the year 2000 when the big headline was your children won't know what snow is. You're going to have to describe it to them. Did you have to describe it to them last year? Well. Hey, children, <laughs> gather around. Well, my I mean, kids live in Texas, <laughs> so I'm a bad example. But even here. Right. Not last year. No. But was it the year before? I think it snowed four times in Dallas. I will say that we had a white Christmas in 2012 here. Yes, that's and right. And then it was and 20... that was the, I think that was the first white Christmas ever in Dallas. Mm-hmm. 2015, we had four or five um, measurable snowfalls. Yeah. They don't last a long time, mm -hmm. but it's fun when they happen. Yeah. All right, so in 2002, famine in 10 years if we don't give up eating fish, meat, and dairy. So they they were trying to do this even back then. In 2002, our old friend, peak oil, is back. Peak oil in 2010. Okay, so 1966, oil gone in 10 years. 1972, oil depleted in 20 years. 1980, peak oil in 2000. In 1996, peak oil in 2020. In 2002, peak oil in 2010. <laughs> okay, five times. They keep using that word. Yeah, I don't think it means what they think it means. <laughs> and they're never held accountable. They make these fear-mongering predictions and then just skate away and they're fine. The same people who are making some of these outrageous predictions, like James Hansen are still making these kinds of predictions today. And, and people are like, oh, no. Yeah. Guy's never been right. And he's never. revered, too. Revered. Good yeah, he grief. is. He's revered. He's respected. He should be considered an absolute kook. A moron who's never been right in any of his predictions. He stands by him. It's unbelievable. I mean, it's, I, I, it's inconceivable. I keep using that word. I don't think it means what I think it means. Uh, 2004, Britain will be Siberia by 2024. Wow, they better get a move on if they're going to be Siberia that quickly. Um, Manhattan underwater by 2015. <laughs> uh, no. 2006, super hurricanes! And of course, in 2006, we did have some pretty super bad uh, hurricanes. Or was that 2005? When was... Uh, 
Superstorm Sandy. C- Katrina was. Oh, that was 2005. Five. Sandy was 2011, I believe. And and immediately after this prediction, there were 12 years of no hurricanes. <laughs> uh, I mean, come on. How can they not be held accountable for this? 2008, Arctic will be ice-free by 2018. Huh. Oh, wait a minute. Huh. How, how, how is Britain, Siberia... I don't know. By 2024, <clears throat> but I'm, the Arctic is ice-free by 2018. It's a good question. I, I'm thinking Siberia more wilderness. Okay. Yeah. Just barren. Mary, yeah. Okay. Uh, climate genius Al Gore predicts ice-free Arctic by 2013. Hmm. Yeah, hmm. okay. Well, we'll look forward to that. <laughs> two, two, 2009, hmm. climate genius Prince Charles says, we have 96 months to save the world. Is 96 months up yet? Uh, yeah, quite a bit. UK Prime Minister says 50 days to save the planet from <laughs> catastrophe. Jeez. <laughs> you think we were... I love these. I mean, that one is where you're like, 50 days? I, I'm actually going to remember that. I can just put that in my phone. Yeah, that was a dumb one. <laughs> like, well, You know all his friends were like, don't you know how this works? <laughs> you don't predict something 50 days out. Yeah. I mean, we thought it was... <laughs> We thought it was bad enough that that, that uh, Prince Charles said ninety six months. You're doing fifty days. Come on, Let's man. Set a reminder. Have fifty days later. <laughs> two thousand nine. Climate uh, climate genius Al Gore moves two thousand thirteen prediction of ice free Arctic to two thousand fourteen. Oh, he bought himself a year. <laughs> he bought a year, and he still didn't get the job done. Uh, two thousand thirteen. Arctic free ice by 2015. Okay, so then they push it back another year. Again, y'all are doing this wrong. 2014. Oh, remember the French yes, foreign minister? Yes. Only 500 days before climate chaos. Uh, okay. It's like that a year and a half. Didn't work out. <laughs> uh, 2019. Hey, Greta, we need you to convince them it's really going to happen. <laughs> this is. We need to hang on to this because okay. that is yeah. a fantastic list of the wrongheadedness inaccuracy the outright lies the fear-mongering of the other side of this equation and then they wonder why why do you doubt us hey how do you why don't you believe in consensus there's consensus there's scientific consensus the science is settled and it's wrong completely wrong (laughs) that's bad science man that's really really bad science Wow. Mm. I love that list. That's awesome. 888-900-3393. Recent Gallup survey shows Americans worry more about burglary than almost any other crime. More than mugging, more than terrorism, more than car theft, and murder. And probably because it happens a lot more. I mean, You compare how many burglaries there are compared to the other crimes, I think it's way more. According to studies, just over 10% of break-ins are planned beforehand. The rest are just spur of the moment. Crimes of opportunity. In other words, they're just random. Most break-ins happen between 6 a.m. and 6 p.m. Yeah, in the in the daylight. There's over 2 million burglaries reported every year. That's one every 13 seconds. So in the time I've been talking to you, there have been three. Mm. Uh, and what's crazy is that only one in five homes have security. Maybe that's because most, most companies really don't make it easy. That's why Simply Safe is my top choice. Simply Safe is awesome. It protects your whole house, every window, room, door with 24/7 monitoring for just a fraction of the cost. Plus, when you get the video option, 
when you get the video verification, then that speeds up the police response time from about 45 minutes with most home security systems to about seven minutes. So, I mean, it makes a gigantic difference. And if you're paying, like I was paying upwards of $60 a month before we switched, uh, Simply Safe starts at 15 bucks a month. Visit simplysafe.com slash unleashed. Simplysafe.com slash unleashed. You'll get free shipping and a 60-day risk-free trial. You got nothing to lose. Go now and be sure you go to simplysafe.com slash unleashed so they know that uh, you were sent by this show. Simplysafe.com slash unleashed. Yes. Unleashed. Oh, okay. I thought she was calling for me or something. She was just announcing my presence. You thought? Yeah, I just realized that. You, you, I was like, Pat, great. what? What'd I do? Uh, all right. <laughs> you can go to uh, nine, let's see, 888-900-3393 or Pat Unleashed on uh, Twitter. From Keystone Pig, Diane held in Chicago over the climate emergency. Are you effing kidding me? Y'all have hundreds being killed every month in your city, and you're protesting no one dying from climate change in your town. That's a really good point. Uh, I mean, when you've got when you've got the kind of crime and murder rate they have in Chicago, and what you're protesting and doing a dying over is climate change. Just so asinine. Mm-hmm. The Steve Forty Two. I've been getting a lot of those Chinese scam calls lately. The only word I understand is rocket. <laughs> Are they talking about the Houston Rockets? I guess. I wonder. I mean, because they're big fans over there. You know, like that's China's team. Plus, right? plus the Houston Rockets love them and everything they stand for. Everything. That's great. And what was the <clears> quote? <throat> uh, it's the most important kind of love or something like What was it? It was a strange. Uh, James phrase. Harden? Let's yeah. listen. Yeah, we apologize. They apologized. Uh, you know. And what they apologized for was the their GM. Who said, you know, he he was supporting the protesters in Hong Kong because I don't know they're fighting for freedom, mm-hmm. fighting for their lives and their liberty, and then the Rockets seeing, uh, you know, a really huge potential market and a place where they buy a lot of their merchandise. Oh no no no! We're sorry he said that, and the owner, uh, coward that he is. Said the GM, yeah, that's just his opinion. That doesn't stand for us. We we support. We don't. We're not political here. Oh. All right, and then James Harden, James Harden made this statement. You know, we love China. We love you know playing there. Uh, I know for, for both of us individually, we go mm-hmm. there you know once or twice a year. Oh, good. Uh, they mm-hmm. show us the most important love. So the most important love as a fan base, and uh, we love everything you know they're about and, and love everything they're and, about. You know, we appreciate their support that they give us yeah, individually yeah. and as an organization. So that's great. Uh, so you know, we love you. Yeah, we love you. Uh, we love the fact that, you know, you do those uh, internment camps for the Muslims. We love the fact that you do those internment camps for the uh, Christians, you know, and they can't gather in their home in numbers over 50. Uh, and when they do, you break them up and club them and put them in prisons and stuff. That's really cool. We love everything about what you do. It's really good. Love the fact that you're squashing freedom in Hong Kong now when you said you wouldn't mess with it. And what you're describing <clears throat> is the most important kind of love. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's the most important kind of love. It really is because that—that's the kind of love that makes us richer. That's the kind of love we love. We're all about that kind of love. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. I mean, that's really pathetic. There you go. That's—I mean, 
that had I been a Rockets fan before and sort of after having lived there for eight years, that's the one team I never married into for some reason. But uh, I wouldn't be now because that is despicable. From Libertarian Ninja. Wait, Keith is a bad bad luck charm? Did you say you were a bad luck charm? I think I might have mentioned something like that. Yeah, I I forgot what we were talking about. Can maybe the Atlanta Falcons or the Huskers confirm? (laughs) No, that's good. Yeah, probably. That's good. Ouch. Then there's the Braves, though. At least you got the Braves. Do I? Nobody can take that from you. Well, the team, we get the Cardinals can. Oh. Oh. Uh, uh, (laughs) Alexandria Go tweets, to protest all the deaths caused by communism and socialism, we need to pour fake blood over a Lenin or a Marx statue. <laughs> I just don't think there are enough tanker trucks in America to symbolize that much blood. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. It's only over 100 million people that communism has killed over the last century. Mm-hmm. Atticus Birch tweets, I was visibly proposing to my girlfriend, but she said, I wish you luck, <laughs> and married someone else. <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, so, so Atticus has felt <clears throat> the pain of Elizabeth Warren. I feel your pain, Elizabeth. I do. Tyler Morgan. Oh, it, they, them. Thank oh, you, Tyler. Yeah. Appreciate that update. Good job. Uh, Pat Unleashed. Do you speak Spanish? Jedi Master Martin. Unpoco. <laughs> yeah. That, that goes back to our one, you know. Mm-hmm. And because Martin is... Martin, you're, you're so, I mean, fluent. Martin, are you, are you full on Hispanic or are you just partially Hispanic? You just play one on the radio, don't you? <clears throat> yeah, I just identify as one. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's, that's what we've come to learn today. Kool-Aid with a C tweets. So is Ellen saying that the left and her followers are not open-minded and inclusive? Well, uh, yes. I think she was kind of saying that. She was calling out those who were bashing her on Twitter for <laughs> sitting by someone. So ridiculous. Steve the Mediocre-ish. Shouldn't Extinction Rebellion be writing sweet music? Hmm. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a band Should. name right there. Would be a good... <clears throat> that would be a great band name, actually. I'd like that a lot. Got an update for you on uh, Prince Charles's brother, Prince Andrew. You know, he got kind of caught up in the whole Jeffrey Epstein nonsense, and so, there's just no reason for so it. bad for him, you know? You know, he went and visited him after all of this broke. His original excuse was, well, I didn't know. I, I didn't know anything was wrong with, the, with Jeff Epstein. He seemed like a nice guy. I didn't know anything about the girls. I never saw him with girls. I didn't know about girls. What do you mean? He was with girls? Yeah. Yeah, he was. And then, so it was what, 2006 when that first thing broke. And then Andrew visit him visited him in 2010 okay well we found out what was behind that and it's now you're going to be like oh okay all right okay his uh trip in 2010 to see Jeffrey Epstein in New York that was just to end his decades long friendship with him <laughs> so he just had to fly to New York uh, from England <laughs> to to break up the friendship w- with him <laughs> Uh, okay, this is a guy you say you didn't know all that well and you didn't really hang out with him that much, but you had to physically be there in his presence to say, yeah, we're not going to be friends anymore. And then go back home? <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. That's the dumbest thing dumbest I've thing ever heard in my life. You couldn't just call and say, hey, Jeff, I, I don't want to be friends anymore. Or, or just ignore him or just, and not do anything. Just drift away. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, no, no. I want I want to make this, I want to do this right. 
I'm going to get on a jet, <clears throat> fly across the Atlantic Ocean to a foreign country. I'm going to mm-hmm. make the trek to this guy's house. Yeah. And I'm going to give and him I'm the respect And I'm going to tell him I don't deserves. want to be friends anymore. Yeah, look, man. Uh, okay. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> the Duke of New York had been... New York? Uh, the Duke of York, not New York. <laughs> I kind of <laughs> like that for, title, though. For catching that. I want that title. The Duke of York had been caught strolling... I mean, there's a photo. Do we have that photo of him? Can we put that up? Maybe we don't have it. I don't know it. that we have that. Okay. I think Darn it's referencing it. a photo What's at the this? time. It's this photo right here. Oh, is that the one? Uh, yeah. That's New. That's worth... That's with uh, the Prince, the Duke of York. Oh, is that the goodbye conversation yes. happening? And <gasps> Jeff Epstein. Oh no! Now they're in they're in Central Park, walking around together, having Shoot. a good time. Uh, I feel <laughs> laughing. Yeah, talking. They just been caught strolling in Central Park, as well as peeking out the front door of his mansion. Okay, so he was in his upper yeah. east side mansion even though Epstein had already done jail time for sex with a minor. But he didn't. He never saw him with girls or anything. And he, it was important that he be at the mansion to break this off. Yeah, yeah. See, that other stuff, um, <sighs> Jeez. Uh, when, when uh, Andrew was visiting him, all that other stuff that Epstein did, mm-hmm. uh, he just, uh, <clears throat> when he was with him those days, it didn't happen. It's kind of like Obama when he would go to uh, Reverend Wright's church. Right. You know, he didn't say bad things about America no. and stuff like that on the days that not, I was there. Not in those 20 years, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> or if he did, you know, uh, Barack was asleep. Sure. Anyway, the, uh, the Duke says he has apologized and a again and again for the error of judgment. <clears throat> but what he did wasn't criminal. It was a mistake. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's not true. Mm. Mm. He went to see his friend to tell him he couldn't be their friend anymore. <laughs> we in elementary school? <laughs> okay, so th- he's talking about the Duke of York apologizing again and again for his error in judgment. Mm-hmm. That was just going to New York to tell him he couldn't be a friend anymore. Yeah, I can't be your friend anymore. Mm, you could have saved a lot of money. And you know what? A lot of CO2. Thank you. Uh, by just picking up the phone. Mm-hmm. Still, <clears throat> the breakup didn't appear too painful, with Andrew seen grinning happily as he waved goodbye to a female visitor to Epstein's mansion and his host throwing him a celebrity-packed party. Hey, you know what? Let's just celebrate <laughs> our uh, friendship ending with a with a giant party with a bunch of celebrities. Let's what do you do say? This right. Let's do it right. <laughs> I mean, if we're going to stop being friends, let's stop being friends with a huge blowout. <laughs> and you know what? I'll invite Woody Allen, Katie Couric, Charlie Rose will be there, George Stephanopoulos. How's that sound? <laughs> wow. Wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Who wow. was there? Did you say George Stephanopoulos was there? Uh-huh. I'm uh-huh. sorry, and this was uh, a party? Yep. Mm-hmm. With Jeffrey Epstein? Yep. Okay. And the Duke of York? That's hmm. ridiculous. Uh, pretty amazing. Uh, if the English people buy into that, uh, bless their hearts for being the most naive people to ever walk the face of this earth, because that is uh, pretty clear that he <laughs> he was not totally innocent in all of this. Let's see here. I mean, do you think there's any chance he didn't know about this? There's no way. There's no, and you don't go to New York to tell him, I can't, um, I can't be your friend anymore. I just wanted to fly 3,000 miles to tell you that. 
Uh, let's see here. So um, George Stephanopoulos uh, has confirmed that he was at this dinner. Uh, oh. It was the first and last time I've seen him. I should have done more due diligence. It was a mistake to go. <laughs> Everybody should have, would have, could have, but didn't. Huh. Isn't huh. that fascinating? And nobody, nobody's ever talked about Stephanopoulos in all this. Have you ever even heard? I haven't heard his no, name mentioned no, in not, connection that's, that's with That's why Epstein. that really stood out there. Um, wow. And so this party wasn't a, I can't be your friend anymore. This was, uh, this was a party after he was released from prison. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein had served 13 months in jail for pleading guilty to two counts of prostitution. I know. Let's go to a congratulations. You're out now after being arrested for prostitution party. That uh, He had wow. been accused of molesting dozens of girls at that point, but a plea deal got most of those charges dismissed. So let's go have a party to say goodbye. And that's what they did. And the only reason the Duke of York was there was to say he couldn't be his friend anymore. <laughs> But along the way, I might as well have a few beers while I'm here. You know what I mean? Maybe some caviar. Mm. Maybe find a room with one of the girls. I don't know. I pr- probably, maybe, well, yes. That's what I'm here for, frankly. <laughs> you know that's what he was there for. <sighs> if he gets away with it, and he's going to. He's already gotten away with it. Mm. Chelsea Handler was there as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sure she didn't know about anything, mm-hmm. see anything wrong, because she's mm-hmm. a huge women's rights advocate. Right. Oh, come on now. She's all oh, about empowering oh. women. Hello there, Katie Couric. And Katie Couric, same and, uh, thing. Charlie Rose. Far be it. F- well, yeah, he'll do it. He'll yeah, do oh, yeah, stuff. Oh, yeah, that one. Okay, that one fits. That one, yeah, that, that one works. That okay, now we go. But the rest of those oh, people, right. they just didn't know anything about Jeffrey Epstein. I, <laughs> I thought he was just throwing parties. Yeah, I, I, Gray. Only on the Blaze Radio Network.